finally, the new album by Scott Blackledge, including Destined to Fail. You're destined to fail. Letter. Gonna write you a letter to tell you just how I feel. Next step. I know you didn't leave me. That's my problem. It makes it so much harder to let go. And the single Gracie doesn't care. Gracie doesn't care. Scott Blackledge, finally, out now. The NHS has launched a mental health campaign inspired by the Beatles song Help, encouraging those who are struggling to seek help from the NHS. Dr Sarah Jarvis tells us more. This campaign is all about saying it's okay to ask for help, and that's what the NHS is here for. NHS provides a range of talking therapies, which are a free, effective and confidential way to treat common mental health issues. You can either refer yourself to the service or be referred by your GP. Search nhs.uk forward slash help. Hello and welcome to AK Gym and Cafe. AK Gym and Cafe. Trust the process. Hello and welcome to day 79. Coming up on this episode, we go to the falafel pod. It's round two of man versus woman. We'll be speaking to Gemma from 3D Physiotherapy and we find out what made me do this. (laughs) So again, joining me through this year long challenge is uh, my lovely wife, Alice. Alice, how have you found March? Awful. How have you found it? Awful as well. I'm I'm, I'm over it now. Mine is the mental health part of it. Like, my mental health has taken a nosedive. Um, I'm just struggling. Why you, in terms of your mental health, what is it about your mental health that you're struggling with? I feel like we've been doing this for 79 days now, and... I just don't feel like there's been any difference. And I know there has been. Like I was doing push-ups in one of the workouts the other day and I managed all of them on my feet, which I haven't done for ages. And blah, blah, blah. I just... Tired? I'm tired. Yeah. I'm really tired. How are you? Well, I'm I'm okay. I'm, I am okay. I'm telling myself that I am okay. Um, March, I've had... Uh, I've caught a cold of some sorts and I've, I've really... Not struck- covid it's not COVID now. I did do many, many tests. Yeah. Um, yeah, you did. And I do have this sort of health issue. I've got a, a cardiologist consultant who is allowing me to do this, but is not a fan of me doing this. So I do have to be careful, especially when uh, my heart starts pounding and just to really keep an eye on what it is that um, is going on. So instead of like doing insanity full out as you were doing, I, I did have to sort of scale it back somewhat and keep an eye on what was actually going on but yeah just a cold and very fatigued but i'm getting better i feel better i think so i it's weird it's not really the workouts that uh i feel like i'm just not seeing any progress in anything um i think that's the biggest mind 
barrier for me. Mind head bash. Yeah. I mean, some workouts, like if I've got a combat or the dance something or... I've really, really been enjoying. But I've also not got the headspace to think about anything. So um, a couple of times instead of the gym workouts that we were going to do, I've just stuck on one of them YouTube dumbbell workouts, which has been fine, absolutely fine. I just don't have the headspace to think right i'm gonna do like to think of my own workout yeah yeah no i'm 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 with you and sometimes it's quite nice um because that is the part of that that gym session is do what you like if you just want to put on a youtube video and sit there no i'm joking and sit there and um or get up and do that workout that's absolutely fine that is what those workouts are for but i i understand what where you're coming from whereas for me to really think about the gym space for me to shut off is headphones in get on that treadmill and i can just bang out a few chest press that's for me is i think a similar scenario for you but it's just done in a different way the problem is that because i've got my little knee issue now yeah which we'll talk about in a little bit won't we um i just i can't just jump on the treadmill for half an hour that i would normally and just zone out i can't because my knee that's it we've got these kind of things that are happening and it's uh it's making us think a little bit more. Anyway, March, what has been your favourite workout? Um, hmm. <laughs> Instantly, I just want to go yoga. But I don't think it is. We did a women's, international women's workout, didn't we, on day nine? Yes. Um, well, not, not day nine, sorry. It was the 9th of March, day 68, because it was supposed to do body pump. And then we found this international women's Les Mills workout, which was quite fun. Um, oh, uh, for me, favourite is the Heather Black Armour Abs workout. I just love that workout. What's I, been your favourite? Not that one, surprisingly. <laughs> I was not a fan of that. Um, so for my favourite, actually, yeah, you, you mentioned it. It was the uh, International Women's Day. We, we did the Les Mills uh, Women Challenge, if that's what it was actually called. But um, that was a great workout. But my actually, was... The day 75, getting up and doing that run. something There was something nice about it. I think it was the weather. Sorry, day 76. We yeah, held we off for a day, didn't we? Because it was wet. We, yeah, we got up early. The sun was coming up. We got out with the dogs. We did a bit of canning cross, did a bit of running. Uh, the weather was nice. And it was really, really nice little atmosphere. The weather was nice. The company was nice. The temperature was spot on. And um, we had finished our workout of the day before seven o'clock in the morning. And, well, well, no, it was before half six, wasn't it? Well, yeah. Quarter seven. Um, and I hurt my knee. You did hurt your knee. But Again. But this is about my favourite one. Oh, right. Yeah, sorry. Um, All about you, love. All it certainly about is. You. So what is your worst um, workout of this month? Um, so my worst at workout, um, I don't really know. None of them I've hated. Um some of them have been humbling. Oh, yesterday we did uh, supersets, wasn't didn't we? Yes. Which I actually really enjoyed because I, I, I enjoy the feeling of feeling knackered after a weight session. Um, and I felt knackered after literally the second superset. Um, and I was trying to do the tricep and the hammer curls, tricep extensions and hammer hurls, hurls? Hammer, hammer, hurls. Hammer, hammer, hammer curls with a 10 kilogram um dumbbell and i quickly had to drop that that was humbling something about a superset yeah would you say is really 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 humbling like um yeah you you just you bang out your chest press and then, oh great i can rest but no you gotta you gotta get on and do something else if you don't know what a superset is it's kind of that kind of thing you're doing so two exercises one after another straight away the 
target very similar muscles. I think yes. that's the whole point of it. So um, what was it? It was upright row and then chest press, wasn't it? Yeah. And then narrow chest press and someone else. I can't remember. So we got uh, a squat as well um, to a Romanian. Oh, my deadlift. life. That one was intense. Which, yeah, it was a very much... I kind of started treating it as I was would be doing a weight session and then quickly had to uh, treat it like I was doing a Les Mills uh, body pump. It was very much a time under tension kind of scenario the way I did it. So I had to drop my weights right down. Well, you just go into it thinking, oh, what was it, like 10 reps of a squat and then 10 of a RDL? Yeah, looks... And you think, fine, I'll yeah. bash that out easy. Let's put, let's put loads of weight on. Uh, luckily, we did not. Um and I think the second second one, I just had to have a little lie down. I was like, whoo. You did, and I, I did um, make sure you were okay. Like, uh, oh, are we done? No, we're, no, we were not. I'm done. My worst one, Heather Black, Fit Armour Abs. Absolutely. Why? I just love it. I know you love it, and I know your time is um, going down, because we obviously split, split them when we did it in 27 minutes. Um, you did it by yourself once, the whole lot, and did it in 33 minutes. Nothing. 34 sorry then knocking off a good time to make that in what just 29 minutes it's 28 minutes 57 the other day with a thousand reps so you're saying like your mental health and you're not seeing anything but just that in itself is showing you what's happening i know but the teeny tiny problem is so that's why i sometimes really like really enjoy doing a workout again the problem is that sometimes i compete with myself and i get really frustrated if i therefore that cannot improve mm. um so i think if we were to do the heather black stuff again and i don't get it in 29 minutes i'm gonna have a li- little bit of a meltdown I'm i reckon not gonna do it not gonna do it i i think okay so the day before we did that so day 73 i was sat at my desk i was doing a bit of a, a stretch as um well measured advised me to do so a bit of yoga and um pulled my back so doing this ab workout in this core workout i did all the sit-ups did all of that and then got round to do the plank and my back just went, nope, not going to happen. And, and well, sensibly, I stopped that, the plank. So I went over to the leg extensions and the pain was still there. So that's when I did like, you know what, I'm, I'm tapping out. It's better to tap out then and um, hinder future days uh, rather than carry on. So, yeah, that was that was my worst one. Um, right. Let's go into April's uh, schedule find out what exactly we're looking forward to now in next month we are going to talk to emma from oak strength who is a strong man pt well she's done strong man pt haven't we so we're gonna strong woman or she sorry strong woman so we are going to do a uh strong man slash strong woman uh workout on day 105 which is actually good friday this year is coming around quickly Thankfully. I can't believe what we worked out the other day. We're like 20% of the way through. Yeah. It's insane. Over 20% of the way there. So um, looking at that, which ones are you looking forward to? Some of them. <laughs> hmm, let's have a look. Oh, it's our fitness test. That'll be really interesting. Day 100. Yeah. yeah so what's that? The 10th of April? 10th of April. Day 100. Fitness test. I am looking forward to that. Oh, yeah, but I'm not. Because... It's that that competitive thing in me again, isn't it? If I don't beat my what was my one mile time last time, like eleven, 11 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Um. So if I don't beat that, I'm a little bit. I'm looking forward to doing some more supersets. So we've got a couple of gym days, haven't we? So I'm gonna find some more supersets to do in that. I think. I'm looking um, forward to the rig. Getting out on the getting out on our rig. Yeah. Last time we did that, I was really disappointed at how rubbish I was. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. You never know. Scroll down. 
I will scroll down. So we've got uh, some more AMRAPs there. We've got some running. Um, Ooh, Gamma Speed. Not looking forward to that. We put it on because it needs to be done. So day 115, T25 Gamma Speed is essentially 25 minutes of pure burpees. No, it's burpees alternating with something else. Nah, it's, it's just hell, to, to be honest. I'm not looking forward to that one. So yeah, that one will be on our Instagram. Uh, just go and search for that. It's AK Gym and Cafe. Right, shall we move on yeah. to man versus woman? Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Fight! Now, last episode, uh, we spun up the wheel. It landed on handstand. God knows why um, handstand was on the wheel, because I can't actually do it. I like how you tried to blame me for it being on there when you were the one that put all the stuff on there in the first place. That was interesting. That was an interesting move. Do you know what got me? It's like, I know I can't do a handstand. I never could do a handstand when I was a child. So why is that on there? I know you could do a handstand, so that's fine. Not to say that, oh, because you can do it, I can do it, because I knew for well. Reckon, I reckon that's what you were thinking. Do you know what? Uh, when I was writing up this whole thing, I was kind of hoping um, I'll get a little bit stronger, uh, lose a little bit of weight, and handstand might have come up in, like, November. Your problem is, uh, same as mine, actually, we're both terrified of being upside down. Yeah, that was very much... Yeah. So if you haven't seen the reels on our Instagram and Facebook page yet, um, there's... Well, they're all up now, aren't they? they so are. there's a couple of bloopers of us attempting to get our legs up. So I just have this little bit of a fear. We do it against the wall. Um, the whole point was that you kick up against the wall, uh, lean against the wall, and then when you're ready, you move your feet away. And I've done it before, um, but I'm terrified of being upside down from like leaping up. Well, not leaping up. Um, and then your bright idea was for me to lift your legs. Yeah. So what you can't see in the reel is me in hysterics failing to even lift your legs up. Can I uh, make an uh, admission? Yeah. I actually did go to Holly for some tips. You cheeky so-and-so. She gave me a couple of videos and then told me about um, a handstand workshop. There was one space left and it was on a Saturday. I was like, I can't do that. I can't find I can't find an excuse to get out of the house for a couple of hours to try and work on my handstand, so I had to decline. <laughs> but it didn't help. So she gave me a video of the techniques, and it did not help. I am so angry at you. But you won. And Holly. But you won. So um, we well, didn't actually do. Holly's a... chosen a side, hasn't she? Fine. Well, <laughs> she did. Well, she gave me a video of sort of techniques. Um, kept that quiet, didn't you? I did. Yeah, it, it didn't work. It didn't help. And that's because um, quickly finding that I really didn't want to be upside down. I hate being upside down. So that's why I suggested in the end we did it off a chair. I think it's called like a pike stand up. or something. I can't remember. We'll have to look at what it name of it is. Um, but it that really helps. Like you lean on a, get your feet on a chair and, and go upside down. And that helps you get your shoulders and everything in, in the right angle. Um, but you can even do that, could you? No. Whereas not. at one point I could hold one of them for like two minutes. Yeah, you were rubbing that in, weren't you? Again. I was, yeah. You Showboating. Were... So I didn't like being upside down and lasted for nine seconds. Um, I was happy with it, to be fair. I was like, I know I'm going to lose this. Let's just get this done and out of the way. Um, you the first sh one was six seconds. So you improved. Yeah, why did you give me a second shot? Um, oh, that's because I didn't record it. That was it. So I, oh, I did yeah. get another shot. Um, but you did it in a, a good time of 49 seconds. Yeah, I could have done longer, but, you know, I was getting bored. Yeah, yeah, there was a little 
butt wiggle and um, some push-ups, I think, you were trying to do. Yeah, yeah. What trying to do? I did, mate. Okay. If you say so. I did. So Might um, see you do. So the score so far, man zero, woman two. Just again? Man zero. So man is losing. Yeah. Woman is winning. Woman two is winning. Will of destiny. Because it's a will of destiny. So here we have a wheel of challenges, and so far we have uh, done. What have we done? Uh, We've done handstand and hollow hold. That was it. Sorry, I completely forgot what the first one was. That's the one I won as well, isn't it? Yes, to make it to nil to the women. So um, challenges left on our wheel. We do have hanging. We got the ice bath. We got plank. Hold a five k straight up. Hold your breath, wall sit, balance on one foot, boxing challenge, and staring contest. Now, um, out of those, which ones do you not want right now? Uh, wall sit. Okay, fair enough. The one I'm really not looking forward to is um, the ice bath. Yeah, no, I can't be able to deal with that as well. Actually, saying that, if a wall sit with your knee, might actually, might actually win that. Here's hoping. So but- you are happy to play dirty like pretty i'm much. injured you would yeah yeah well, okay let's, that's, let's face it it's only really good at winning it pretty much spin that wheel okay so we've gone past boxing challenge it's don't do ice bath it's ice oh. bath it's landed on the ice bath no so, um, yeah, we are going to get in our bathtub full of ice and um, see who lasts the longest. Um, yeah, find out on our Instagram. That's AK Gym and Cafe. And our Facebook group as well. Um, just search AK Gym and Cafe and find out who wins when it becomes man one. I'll win that one as well. Woman two. Yeah, I've never done a nice bath. You have. You yeah, know I've what to expect. Uh, it's going to be 3 new, isn't it? Yeah. Still to come, we're going to find out where Falafel Pod comes in our leaderboard. We speak to Gemma from 3D Physiotherapy. And up next, we talk about our various injuries. But first, Oak Strength Massage are offering £20 for an hour massage with, for anyone in the EMS, teaching or armed forces. Just search Oak Strength Massage on Facebook or Instagram. Also, half price personal training session at just £15 for any EMS, teaching or armed forces. Again, just search Oak Strength on Facebook or Instagram. Remember, we are doing this year-long challenge to raise money for two charities that mean the world to us. If you wish to donate to either Swindon and Gloucestershire Mind or Teckles Animal Sanctuary, go to our website, akgymandcafe.weebly.com and hit the charities page to donate. Right, let's find out what made me do this. finished no ah so as we alluded to earlier on um i was not a fan of heather black's armor abs now you did the full lot in um under 30 minutes was absolutely amazing under 29 minutes mate well done and uh, i had to pull out after 700 reps even though i claimed it was 800 on the old uh instagram however I had a little bit of a pain in my backside, which, um, yeah, carried on. I think I was, I, I went, did we do that first thing in the morning? We did, yeah, didn't we? Did, we? Yeah. I was not happy with that. So I went to work 
It's like my my backside really feels uncomfortable. And I think I came home to and then just like dropped trowel. Dropped uh, your decks. Yep. Opened up my cheeks and said, Is there something going on here? Which you replied, Jesus Christ. That's a big blister. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was not so much a blister, it's a friction burn. Mm, yeah. So. And it wasn't quite opening your cheeks, thank God. Uh, it was like just tucked, <laughs> tucked into the, just tucked into the crack. Yeah. So um, we think it was via the. We. Okay. I think <laughs> it was um, something to do with these hundred sit-ups we had to do right at the start of the workout, and um, just creating a bit of friction on me old bum bum. So. Um, Did you have bad pants on? Was that it? I must have done. I don't really know. I just re- remember having this sort of awkward pain, burning sensation on my... Very odd crack. place. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, in, in my sort of... Th- I say in, in my... In our seven years marriage, 13 years together, I never thought I'd be bent over on our bed shouting my word, uh, safety word is nachos, having you putting a plaster on my ass cheeks because it's got a blister. Friction burn. Whatever. But it was blistery, though. It was all pussing out, wasn't it? Um, it wasn't blister. It, it was a friction burn. Okay, but it Having was all pussy. Well, it wasn't pussy. Um, so uh, a friction burn essentially looks like a blister, but it's where your skin is rubbing on something else. Um, so you can get it if you have something rubbing on your skin too much. Um, but yours had gone so deep, deep. I guess, um, that... It wasn't pus. It's just the 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 healing process of your poor little butt. Uh, so the plasma coming out, trying to flood the area with platelets, and so that it could scab up again. Mm. Trying to connect herself to my underwear. So there we are on bed on on our bed. You plastering up my. It wasn't a plaster though. It was like a proper bandage. Yes. And microfiber tape. Yes. Which I took great delight in putting on which, and taking off. Which was fine putting it on. And it felt all right, and it protected I loaded it, it, it up there. You, you really did. I did, yeah. And um, so at the point of, okay, we need to take it off, and yeah, I was like testing out this surgical tape, and yeah. And I'm not I'm not the hairiest bloke in the world. Yes, but you are. I seriously have some hair down there. And hair everywhere. Well, yeah, we go. I go and get um, blood tests regularly, and um, I refuse to have that tape put on me. It's the worst part about having a blood test is that tape. Well, poor Emma on our sports massage the other day had to use that special um, massage cream, didn't you? Because she's mm-hmm. you're she's so hairy. You're so hairy. She had to use that cream on to get the hair. I'm a hairy guy. I am a bear, and um, so I was not looking forward to you taking it off. I was to the point of I screamed like a little girl. Nothing wrong with screaming like a little girl. You just screamed. I did. I wasn't very manly about it, let's say. You don't have to be manly about it either, love, do you? You just complained a lot. I did complain a lot. but Smash these gender stereotypes, please. The good news, people, is it's healing quite nicely and I'll be back to full health soon. However, yourself, your injury, not quite that funny. No. So what, three years ago when we did our first 100 days... I was doing a tuck jump, as one does, in Wasn't the middle of day twenty or twenty three, I think, because I was looking back because I was getting frustrated the other, like ooh, two months ago when I was starting to get injured again. 
Just before our um, first fitness test. Yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, so I was doing a tuck jump. Anyone that doesn't know, you basically go from the floor, get your knees up to your chest. I say that loosely because my knees don't go that far. And you jump in the air um, all in one go and then you land. So as I was doing a tuck jump, I had an excruciating pain in my left knee. Um, but it was the middle of lockdown. Literally, lockdown had started. It kind of got less painful, um, but just niggles every now and again. Um, and it had been pretty niggly. Um, I can't remember what had set it off. Oh, maybe some deadlifts or something. Um, so I'd reached out to Gemma at 3D Physiotherapy. She's um, the magician that sorted out my back last year, isn't she? Mm-hmm. She went through everything, moved it around. I had a little lie down, um, did some exercise and see what's going on. And it turns out I've got a medial meniscal irritation. Um, so so what that blinking neck is that? So on either side of my kneecap, or anyone's kneecap for that matter, um, are kind of, I think they're little C-shaped little things that connect your kneecap to the rest of your leg, And I think. And I am not a physio. And I can't really remember what Gemma told me. So if I'm wrong, um, don't come for me. Anyway, um, they can get torn. Uh, and that's essentially, I've got an old little tear, uh, we reckon. But because they're, they're not like muscle or um, somewhere where the blood flow can get to really, really easily, they're quite difficult to repair by themselves. But when we were going through it all, um, and talking about the kind of cues that I need to look at when I am lifting and moving around, it became apparent that the kind of cues that I'd used for CrossFit about squats and deadlifts are the reason why I've damaged my knee, which was really frustrating. So Gemma was like, don't go for a run, don't do any leg workouts for a little bit, just crack on um, with something else. Naturally, came home, did a run, and then a leg workout the next day. Only a little one. Because she said I was allowed to do a little one. Yeah, we were sensible in that front because we were planning to do like a 10k run, weren't we? Because we do I was have thinking one coming like up in May. Six to eight, I was planning. Yeah, um, but we did. We scaled it right down, didn't we? Because yeah. two, two to three. Yeah. So I've got some little um, exercises that I do, kind of three to four times a week, and it was feeling better than classic us. Did a 5k on Thursday morning, which Kai was talking about being beautiful, and now it's really hurting again. So. I'm just sick of being injured. I think that's the case of most um, sports people and most athletes. They don't like being injured. So I'm an athlete then. I I was kind of wondering, if you were a professional athlete, would that injury mean you would probably have surgery to repair it? If it was worse, maybe. Mm. Or is it just because it was a couple of years ago and there's like, well, the damage is pretty much done? Well, it didn't stop me from moving because that was a big thing because i don't get pain in it with the knee when i move around so we were doing some squats yesterday yesterday yeah um and it didn't hurt with them if i'm honest it's just when i'm walking or standing one on one leg as one does um so i think if it was worse i wouldn't be able to move my knee without it like a lot of pain um so yeah that's that's where i'm at and uh Got some pretty got some pretty big knots in my shoulders and that's about pretty it. beat up. But you're going, you're you're carrying on. That was the whole point of this uh, this challenge. You you put yourself through hell, and uh, hopefully you come out the other end. Well, not quite hell, but yeah. I think that's that's the mental part of it for me. The fact that I am injured and I keep on getting injured and 
just sick of it. Anyway, Gemma is a lovely, lovely person, so knowledgeable as well, and she uh, did take the opportunity and give us the honour of uh, basically speaking to us, and here she is. AK Jim and Cafe. Trust the process. Want to get stronger, leaner or fitter, but not sure where to go? Then get in contact with Oak Strength. Oak Strength can provide you with the very best workout schedule to fit your needs. Whether you need a short-term program or hit those PBs you have been chasing, Oak Strength has everything you need at a very competitive price. Search Oak Strength now on Facebook or Instagram and strengthen your life. So we are doing this year-long challenge to fundraise on behalf of Swindon and Gloucestershire Mind, who do amazing things to help people with mental illness. I have a history of mental illness and know how debilitating it can be. Swindon and Gloucestershire Mind do not receive any funds from Mind themselves, but if you wish to donate to Swindon and Gloucestershire Mind, please go to our website, akjimandcafe.weebly.com, and click on the charities page to donate. For more information on Swindon and Gloucestershire, log on to their website, www.weebly.com sgmind.org.uk AK Jim and Cafe um, So we are joined uh, by Gemma from 3D Physiotherapy uh, We were just talking about um, Hello. Red Pill Hello, thanks for ever so much for joining us So we are going to do some quick fire questions just to um, get to know you a little bit better um, We both have done these on our first episode available on Spotify, Apple Music and uh, Google Play Don't know why I said that because I'm going to do that later on um, <laughs> So anyway, what is your favourite pizza topping? Oh, great question. It would be the New Yorker from Domino's. So it is like ham, pepperoni and mushroom. Oh. I don't vary from that, really. Ham? Oh, no, I was never a fan of ham on pizza. No, I mean, it's okay. Well, when we weren't vegan. Yeah. 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 But I mean, mine was always the meteor when I was eating. So we'll go there with the barbecue base and the... Yeah. No, the barbecue, but no, it's got to be a tomato base. Can't have that. Really? Although I've heard about your pizzas, actually. I've heard good things about your pizzas. Is this from Alice by any chance? Yeah. Ah. That's what we talk about when I'd be lying face down, getting pummeled. Right. Quick five questions. We're going off on one. Um, Tea, coffee or hot chocolate? No, it's not your fault. Tea, coffee or hot chocolate? Hot chocolate. 100% hot chocolate. Favourite flavour ice cream? Oh, controversial. I don't like ice cream in any description. What? I know. I hope we so can still be friends. A <laughs> empty cone then. A in- empty waffle yeah. cone. A flake. Yeah. A flake. <laughs> <laughs> they always make up the 99s. Anyway, favourite dish slash meal. Oh, oh, that's tough. Uh, probably steak. Ooh. How, how would you have your yeah. steak? I'm very opinionated uh, still, even though a vegan, I'm still opinionated on this. Oh, no, sorry. Medium rare. Medium, nothing okay. more than that. I'll accept. Normally, I'll go rare, blue, or being vegan, alive. Um, yes. <laughs> sorry. That's okay. Jam in hot cross bun. Yes or no? Oh, I've never had that. But yeah, that sounds great. Thank oh. you. See, Alice is oh, always on the sorry, no yeah. side. Um, yes, you can have jam and hot cross bun. Okay, more into the fitness uh, parts of it. Squats or lunges? Oh, lunges. Lunges, <laughs> definitely. Treadmill, spin bike, or rower? Rower. Okay. Push-ups, bicep curls, or tricep dips? Push-ups. And uh, jumping jacks or mountain climbers? 
Mounting climbers. And last but not least, what is your go-to breakfast? Oh, I'm awful. I'm so unhealthy. I need to think of something healthy, but my go-to would be a hot chocolate. <laughs> I would have a hot chocolate. I know. How awful is that? Is that with um, a whipped cream and or... marshmallows? No, without that, in fairness. So it's maybe a bit healthier. Um, or a bacon sandwich. Again, sorry for the vegan. That's <laughs> right. You can get bacon alternatives. All good. You can, absolutely. So you already do a podcast as such already as Red Pill. What is it you guys talk about on there? Um, lots of geeky things to do with fitness and um, sports um, and then movement analysis. So I met the guys that run Red Pill years ago now, probably eight to ten years ago, um, when I was sort of starting to work in with CrossFit. Um, and they were the sort of the guys to go to in terms of movement analysis. And I, I felt like to be better, you got to get in the room with the best in the in the team. So that's why I found Red Pill. Um, and so, yeah, we, we essentially just geek out with movement analysis, um, sort of lots of CrossFit things. We've done a running um, podcast. Yeah, lots of, yeah, lots of different things, sort of a variety of um, sports and things. But um, we really, we do really geek out a bit, which is, which is great if you like that sort of thing. Yeah. So what is it you do? So um, for somebody who doesn't really know what it is you do, because obviously I know I've witnessed you turn Alice's Your life. Your magic. Yeah. Oh, um, thanks, Alice. No, yeah, thank what, you. What, what does actually a, a physiotherapist actually do? Yeah, I mean, great question. Um, so yeah, my, my background is physio and that is what I am. Um, and I've been qualified, I think, for sort of 12 years now. And I went down the MSK route. So there's lots of different routes that you can do, go down with physio. You can look at sort of respiratory care or um, urology um, and um, chronic pain. You know, there's lots of different avenues, but I went down the MSK route. So that's um, anything sort of bones, muscles, um, nerves, etc. cetera. Um, and so, yeah, my, and then my, my passion went into more um, movement analysis. So really trying to understand the body and how it moves and how you can then manipulate is the wrong word, but how you can improve someone's sort of function and hopefully therefore pain um, by looking at how the body moves. So yeah, I, I do lots of um, uh, assessments and then treatments on musculoskeletal conditions. So backs, hips, knees, um, yeah, you name it. I will definitely have a look. That is amazing and quite uh, very technical based. How, how did you get into yeah. it? So I, I really weirdly, I, I, I mean, from the age of 16, I said, I'm going to be a physio. I've got absolutely no idea why. Nobody in my family is medical or, um, you know, it, I don't know where it came from, really. I think I always enjoyed sports, but I wasn't particularly good at it. So I thought I'm going to work with sports. That was my thought process oh. um, because I can't play sports particularly well. So I'll work with someone who can. Um and then, yeah, just from that point on, decided my A-levels based on what I needed to get into university and then obviously went to uni and did physio. Um, and I think because my my sort of interest was always in musculoskeletal conditions as opposed to any of the others that I'd mentioned previously, I wanted to be the best at that and I, or, or at least, you know, try my hardest to be one of the best at it and really... Um, mainly because I'm just so interested in things. I'm, I'm interested in how the body works. So it seems sensible for me to go down the, the sort of movement mechanics. 
um, route. And my, I, I also work in the NHS and I work as, um, we're called advanced practitioners now, but um, it essentially that means I get to do slightly different things like imaging um, and ejections. So there's a whole host of things that you sort of look at, um, as well as um, pain sort of problems and trying to sort of discuss more chronic pain. So it's, it's a, a, a wide variety of things that we get to see. And then in terms of what you might know in terms of what I've done with Alice previously is, is really so. looking at how we can, <laughs> we can, you know, use the body to its advantage and do as much as possible whilst not aggravating symptoms. Because I think there's a lot of fear associated with pain and a lot of fear associated with injuries, but actually there's an awful lot that you can do. And if we can capitalise on the stuff that you can do, it definitely improves your well, for one, you're feeling, doesn't it? You, you generally feel better if you're able to do a little mm. bit more and then you can see that you're making these sort of progressions. You, you just touched upon um, pain. Is there any truth mm-hmm. in the no pain, no gain? Or is that just complete, very old-fashioned? No, no. No? It's, oh, pain is so complex, isn't it? Um, and it hurts. I don't like the, yeah, yeah. I don't like the, I don't like the no pain, no gain especially as a physio. Um, I, I wonder if some of it comes from that there is truth in the fact that not all pain equals harm. So the body is incredible at telling us when harm is happening. So for example, if you put your hand near a fire or something hot, you'll get an immediate pain to tell you to take it away. So you're, you're sort of stopping yourself having tissue damage. But sometimes pain goes on when there isn't tissue damage happening because of changes in um, the chemicals and sort of chronic pain, so pain that's been going on or persistent pain, pain that's been going on for longer, there isn't always tissue damage associated with that. So sometimes you go through some pain and you will get a gain, but, but it's not always the case. Very complex, I can tell. So sometimes <laughs> it'll be like, is there a certain pain then um, that will help you to improve your goals? It's a good, really good question and difficult to answer. I can um, imagine because, yeah, pain you <laughs> want to stop and then obviously yeah, sometimes exactly. you don't need to. I think it, for an injury, so say we're talking about an injury, I think if you've got, um, if we think about uh, knee pain, for example, if you've got sharp acute pain that feels like the pain that you get when you're doing a movement, then that probably isn't the right movement for you. You need to look at something slightly different because that probably is telling you that it's not quite the right thing to do now, whether there's tissue damage or not. But if you've got a bit of an ache or a feeling of discomfort, that sort of slightly different type of pain, Mm. um, you might be able to move through that and not be causing tissue damage. It is really hard to just to sort of say one way or another. I think sharp, acute pain that really makes you want to stop. You don't push through that pain. That's telling you something. That's telling you not to do something. That's telling you to stop. It feels a bit achy. Yeah, exactly. That's telling you that that's not okay. Um, if it feels more achy and a bit like an unusual discomfort, and if you sort of do things slightly slower or maybe not to the same extreme in terms of range of mo- motion, and you feel okay, then that might be something you can work in towards. But obviously, it, it's it's working with somebody who knows about your injury or working with somebody who knows about the condition that you've got 
and they can help guide you a little bit more on what is the right and the wrong thing to do but my I think my hard and fast rule is if it's sharp acute pain that makes you want to stop probably don't do it <laughs> do that and stop probably stop so I'm going yeah. to use you, Alice, as a bit Yay. of an example. So obviously, um, we, we we spoke about it on the podcast as well, that Alice uh, had a uh, a back injury, shall we say, a back boo-boo. Mm-hmm. How would you, in the first instance, approach Alice's condition for the first time? How would, how would you go about sort of assessing, assessing her? So if she we think broke. a bit about Alice, <laughs> if you don't mind me talking about you. Go for um, it. It, it back pain and, and leg pain so that was if we think about that as the the sort of condition um you first of all want to rule out something concerning so it any physio would do this um so there are what we call red flags in a in a back assessment so it's things like if you lost control of your bladder or your bowel or if you went off your legs or if you had numbness in between your legs these are urgent signs. And if you developed any of those signs with back pain and leg symptoms, then you'd go straight to A&E. So my, my first thing is to sort of get a good, really good history and say, um, you know, rule out those things that I would be more concerned about that you might need to action. So we assume that that is not the case. And we've done that. Um, I take a re- I try and take a really good history to try to sort of work out, you know, where, Alice was in terms of the pain what aggravated it what made it feel better because you can get a pattern of what feels good and what what doesn't um and also your history so Alice is obviously somebody that's interested in fitness and and had been doing lots of strength stuff previously um so we I already know at that point we want to get her back to doing something that looks like that if it was something like a rugby player or a uh I don't know water skier my approach would be different because those things are different. The outcome is going to be different and the aim is going to be different. Um, so it's really, for me, it's really important to get an idea of the person and what they want because the drive for somebody who wants to get back to fitness and sport is going to be different to the drive that somebody wants to get back to being able to, I don't know, um, walk to and from the shop to get a newspaper. So it's it's just trying to sort of establish those things really. And then we look at the more clinical things, so the movement and um, the, uh, you know, the the assessment side of things, which I can go into, but it's a bit more, a bit more geeky. I stood on my leg a couple of times. Did I was you? like, yeah. Can you go on your toes? Yeah. yeah. Can <laughs> stand on one leg and yeah. Then I was upstairs holding onto the windowsill. I remember it. I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> yeah, that's looking at the the sort of strength. So if we're thinking about a nerve irritation, for example, we want to know that the nerve is able to do what we need it to do like pushing up on your toes or lifting your toes up um, and those are just simple tests you can do to see that everything is working as you would hope that it is obviously we, we know from a person a professional your standpoint but I really want to sort of talk to Alice as well like how do you feel um going to someone like Gemma um what do you mean like when you, when you walked in were you sort of um apprehensive you weren't quite well sure? we'd had a massive chat beforehand mm. Um, and Gemma came recommended from literally everyone that I knew in CrossFit. Um, uh, so I was like, all right, okay, cool. I'll go see Gemma. Um, and then when it was literally, it was half term, I remember it. And you were like, I've actually got a cancellation tomorrow. And I was like, yes, I'm in. Um, and we had a massive chat and immediately it was kind of, I already felt the ball moving in terms of recovery. And it was the most positive I'd felt in, um, weeks 
it was reassuring because we'd also talked about um, prospects because that was something I was massively concerned about, not being able to do anything again. Um, so immediately I was buzzing after our first conversation because I was like, oh my God, there might be hope um, because the hospital in the nicest possible way were useless because um, he was like, uh, you can't do anything, but also don't not do anything. And I'm very much... Like, I want to get moving. I wanted to try and fix myself. Not that I could at the time. Um, so, yeah, it was immediately I felt at ease. Um, and that was because of, yeah, Someone like Gem- Gemma. Gemma's Gemma. expertise. Yeah. So, Can I just really oh, quickly say, again, your nails look fabulous. Oh, thanks. <laughs> we always had such beautiful nails. Thanks. <laughs> anyway, carry on. carry on. Um, yeah, one of the things I really do want to know is, in terms of like injury, when someone gets injured, how often is it down to mentality of the that athlete to then make a full recovery? Do they may always make a one hundred percent recovery? I know that that that's going to be impossible. They don't always make that one hundred percent. But is it all down to mental? Um, was it guess well being? That's a really good question. That is that's a really good question. I guess. The short answer is probably no, um, but I think that I think that our our thought processes towards an injury can have an effect on the injury. There is, you know, there's a lot of fear, like a bit like Alice has just said. There's a lot of fear around the unknown, isn't there? And and you know, if you're told you've told you've got an injury, but you don't know what what that injury looks like in terms of how what is the prognosis or how long is it going to take? Um, what is the healing times for it? So there can be a lot of uncertainty. And I think that that spirals into fear as well, doesn't it? Because you think, oh, can, like, like Alice said, can I move? What am I, what can I do and what can't I do? And I think sometimes the language of injuries is really, um, it really provocative as well. So things like a slip disc or a um, herniated disc, it sounds, it sounds unstable doesn't it it sounds like if you you move the wrong way something's going to pop out which is absolutely not the case um the same if you think about a knee like you've torn your meniscus or you've got a rotator cuff tear the the language is quite emotive um and so I think that there's a lot of fear associated with that and so if you can provide people reassurance that is appropriate uh, without being dismissive um I think that can help people move forward certainly um about it, that was a good question about the mentality towards injuries with athletes I think I think it has an effect definitely I, I it, it can't be the only thing because you know if you've got someone that's got a, a I don't know like we said a torn ACL mm. all the hope in the world isn't going to just repair it obviously but if you can be motivated to train around it if you can do um you know as much as you can for yourself and be positive that you will you know it is likely to get better then I think that does help definitely I think sort of going down a route of not doing anything because things are going to be painful is yeah not overly helpful is it very much like there's not one answer solves everything then it will it will depend oh 100% would it would it just depend on on the person itself or is it a particular type of injury that you might do something both of those things yeah so your job is so everybody hard is, <laughs> everybody's completely individual in terms of um 
if we if we go back to what we were talking about before even their beliefs about something so you know their beliefs about what the pain is what's going to improve it those are things you really have to take on board when you're assessing somebody and we and I think that's what I've learned as I've gone on in my career is is the importance of what whoever is in front of you believes and what they want um and addressing expectations so I think that probably can't be underestimated how important it is I would say um and then it's the you know it's it's the type of injury if it's a if it's a mildly arthritic knee that might respond you know it might respond to an injection if it's a 20 year old who's got an ACL rupture you're not going to inject it so it does depend on the type of injury and then there's a whole host of if they're appropriate for it so are they are they medically well enough to have something like that done um so yeah it's it's, a, it's an awful lot to think about it with anything really though with if I, even if I was prescribing someone some exercises um there's more you know you don't, there's not a one size fits all with exercise and I think again sometimes we as therapists don't necessarily think about the end goal for the person so like I said before say for example somebody was a an I I don't know a hockey player or an uh, ice skater or a netball player to me the rehab has got to look different to all those three people because the demand of their sport is different to somebody who is um I don't know somebody who works in office doesn't train doesn't do any exercise the demands are going to be different and so I think that personally I think as a if you're as a good therapist I hope you get that person back to what their sport or their goal is so it does it really does depend on who you've got in front of you um there's definitely not a one-size-fits-all with with anything really um but it makes your job interesting because it you are and I'm probably a bit guilty of this uh, being too much, but I'm totally invested in that person and what they do and how how much better they get. Um, so, yeah, very invested in people. Well, I would say we've uh, obviously witnessed Alice's sort of rise again. She's starting to lift. I'm not sure. Are you, are you allowed saw. to lift? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I saw that video. Yeah, I saw. Very good. I was just going to say about, because you were talking about... Um, movement analysis earlier on weren't you and and it almost has a bit of a bad rep doesn't it if people are filming themselves and like oh you just want to put it on the internet and it's actually well Mm. um to be fair I did put it on the internet but it's so useful to see what you're doing isn't it yeah I think so and you know everybody's gonna have little asymmetries and if your hip drives out to the right a little bit or if your toes turn out ultimately that is not the end of the world and no one's gonna have the perfect squat or the well some people do but not often do people have the perfect (laughs) squat and there's no evidence to suggest that if you don't squat like one of the elite olympic weightlifters or the the power lifters that you're going to get an injury there's no evidence to suggest that but it's if there's a big shift or a big you know a big sort of change and you just want to move more efficiently then that's something that we would sort of look to but i'm definitely not here to say that everyone's got a squat like Sunny Webster for example Sunny Williams Sunny Webster Sunny Williams but it's just not gonna happen (laughs) so so um speak going to Alice's a little internet little squat that she posted somebody squat mate a a friend of ours who's um done similar job job to you mentioned um Mm -hmm. about a butt wink 
Um, oh yeah. How important? Isn't it a butt wink? Yeah. So, what is a butt wink? When your butt winks. It's a kind of it Doesn't as you go down a like squat. Yeah, it kind of your your. <laughs> is it that your your butt sort of tucks in? Is that is that what it's doing? Yeah. Why, why would it? Why does it do that? Yeah. So, when when you squat, you obviously flexing at the ankles, flexing at the knees, flexing at the hips. But at a certain point, you might get a little bit of flexion um, or what we call posterior rotation of the of the iliac crest to so the, the, the hip, essentially. Um, and it will just, it does, it just looks like it tucks under. Now, there are very few people that can do a full squat to bottom depth without getting a tiny bit of posterior rotation because of the anatomy of the hip. So, you might, you've got a ball and socket joint and it's a deep socket as well. If you, I'm trying to show, if you let your hip drop down, there'll be a certain point that that hip socket won't rotate anymore. And if you didn't get a little bit of a rotation, that hip socket's coming out the bottom. I mean, it's not at any point <laughs> going to come out of the bottom. So you, most people are going to get a little butt wink at the bottom of their range. And I personally don't think that that's an issue if it's the bottom of your range. And by that, I mean below parallel. If you're getting a butt wink at parallel, so within a squat at parallel, then it might tell us that there's something a bit tight either in the hips or in the hamstrings or, you know, something that, that you probably could work on. Um, and just loading that at a, at a high level, at a high height, probably isn't ideal. But down at the bottom of a squat, unless you're very hypermobile, you're probably going to get a little bit of a butt wink. So I'm I'm less worried about that. But if it's miles up in the in the squat, then we probably look at it. But sort yourself out. Yeah, a little bit if you can. <laughs> Do a bit of mobility work. Yeah, or strengthening depends which one it is. But yeah, yeah I'm, I'm with you. Um, but yeah, I think these things go in fashion, don't they? That people will say, "Oh, you've got a butt wink," or um, "Oh, your toes turn out," or there, there's always something that the whole the internet like to pick up on. Oh yeah. Um, and I think that, that, as I said previously, there's not actually that much evidence to suggest that if you haven't got perfect form, you're going to get more injured. Um, so I think we should hold ourselves in a high, that high sort of, um, what's the right word? Try and look as good as we can during a movement so that it is efficient. Um, but don't be too worried if you, if you get that little wink at the bottom. Or, I like yeah, my wink. As long as it's right at the bottom. Yeah. Which it is, yeah. to be fair. Which Mine is. is, yeah. Well, that's why I asked you to film me, so that mm -hmm. I could see yeah. what was going on. Yeah. In fact, you did it at the yeah. pretty shoddy angle. I'm sorry um, for that angle. Because <laughs> I was trying to work on my depth. No, no, I do apologise. Well, you never, said, you never said that to me. Um, what is the main cause of injury? Do you, <coughs> would you say? Oh, my goodness. What a question. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's a very good question. Lifestyle, probably. Oh, really? <laughs> um, yeah, I'd say so. Well... Depends what, it depends what you define as an injury. So if we excluded trauma, so if we excluded falling off a, I don't know, a step or coming off your bike or something like that. So if we excluded those. Um, narrow it down to sports. CrossFit. Or CrossFit. Well, yeah, if you, if you work a lot with oh, CrossFit. CrossFit. Shoulders, hip, shoulders, knees, shoulders. And toes. And doing head, shoulders, knees, and yeah. toes. Shoulders, yeah. <laughs> shoulders is probably the thing that, that's more common in in, um, in CrossFit. So I'm just moving my leg. I would say overall, backs are really, really 
common injuries but that I think that's more down to our our lifestyle rather than anything else um what do you mean by lifestyle do you mean like posture wise what we eat well so you're we're more likely to have a disc prolapse not including yours because we know how you did yours but you're more likely to get a disc prolapse by sitting for long periods of time. So a HGV driver is four times more likely to have a disc bulge than somebody else. So that's what I mean by lifestyle, really. Um, weight makes a difference as well to injuries. Um, and again, I'm defining injuries as problems that I would see as opposed to you tripping over. Um, but knee problems, you know, back problems, tendon problems, uh, we can attribute that to increased weight as well. Smoking, um, inactivity, poor programming those are the things that really i think we we all should address and they will reduce our risk of injury that's why i was really pleased when i injured myself doing amazing things because the number of people i then spoke to yeah the number of people i spoke to that had got a slipped disc was like yeah i sneezed and slipped (laughs) my disc or someone uh, said hello to me and I turned and I slipped my disc. Um, I remember yeah. when we had a chat, there was something, a really scary statistic about um, us oldies um, <laughs> that so many people might have a slipped disc and they just don't realise. Um, yeah. But I think in, in a weird way, I think that's reassuring. Yeah. So, Sorry, hang on. So, go on. <laughs> so I could be sat right here right now with a slipped disc and I wouldn't know. Yeah, but I think that's reassuring because I think it's more it's more about our um, physiology rather than a pathophysiology. So it's not necessarily a problem. It is just a thing that happens to us. So the statistic is 30% of people in their 20s have got a disc prolapse, a disc protrusion potentially or bulge um, that they don't even know about. It's completely asymptomatic and it will either go or not cause any problems. That increases by 10% every decade, decade. So when you're in your 80s, you are going to have a disc protrusion. But it might not cause you any problems whatsoever and you don't need to worry about it. It's a bit like having grey hairs. But obviously, <laughs> there are some that cause pain. I like how you sort of backtracked, uh, backtracked a little bit of when you're yeah. 80, you will break. But you may not know. <laughs> but you might not break. <laughs> chances are if you scanned your back in your 80s you're going to have a disc protrusion or a degenerative disc that's more Mm. likely but it might not cause you any pain at all in any way shape or form um because it is just the way that we age it's like aging but obviously there's differences if you've got a big disc protrusion that's touching a nerve and causing all sorts of um problems and pain that is different to an asymptomatic disc um discs are fluid they move in and out our body gets rid of our body sort of improves them for us we're it's amazing like i think it's i think it's reassuring that we have these things that the body can just get rid of without us having to worry about wish i could do that my mind is blown that's why i remember when like on the first time we met i think um you helped me realize what pain was okay and what wasn't i think you said about um pain in my back is less of a concern and it was more my leg that was to yeah. not exactly worry about, but to keep an eye on. Um, yeah. So when you're kind of thinking about the pains and the niggles, it, is, it was really good to have the the idea of what should be my limit. Um, so that was really interesting. Yeah, so the, the theory with that is that if you're aggravating your leg symptoms, the nerve is becoming more annoyed and it takes a lot longer to settle a nerve pain down than a central pain. And also the brain is 
the body is is amazing but it, it can't tell you where your pain is when it comes to neuropathic pain so nerve pain so your problem was in in your back and in the discs but you felt it in your leg so because the brain can't distinguish where on the nerve the problem is it will you'll feel it throughout the whole nerve um so when we when the disc starts to resolve which naturally it it should do they say something like in the 90 percent of people it will resolve um you start to feel it more in your back where the actual problem is as opposed to in the leg so that's more of a reassurance for us that what you're doing is 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 okay obviously i don't need to have rip roaring back pain but i'd rather that than the leg symptoms now you tell me. <laughs> so obviously you did an amazing job on Alice and you had some, um, your workout rehab that you've still got behind us on a bit of paper. Love your drawings, by the way. Uh, how often <laughs> would Alice do that? Would she do it every day or does it actually matter and for how long after the injury should she be I doing I did do it. Every, what are you chatting about? You, I did it every day. You, I know you did. Was that the right thing to do? That's good questions. Um, and again, I don't have a hard and fast rule, but so that's not entirely helpful. But I would say, if anecdotally, if people did their exercises three or four times a week, you are going to get something out of it. If you do them seven days a week, you might get a bit more out of it. But it would just depend on the person, really. And and if you said, oh, Gemma, I did them five days this week, and I did them 10 times last week, as long as they don't aggravate it, as long as they don't cause any, any sort of more problems or you get any fatigue, then I'm fine. I think, I think, it does depend on the person really. And I think it depends on their capacity for exercise. Um, so if you can do them seven days a week and you feel okay doing them, then great. If you only want to do them three days a week, also fine. And um, would you say you're 100% recovered, Alice? Um, like 80%. Okay. So if, if someone, for example, Alice, if she was 100% recovered or she felt like she would, would, she, would you still recommend she still does... The, the rehab I mean is there a point where she would be then then able to stop doing that or would you recommend no this is this has happened let's keep doing this I think I'm starting to feel like this is I think at some Alice. point the <laughs> I think not. at some point the the exercise and the training is going to overtake my rehab exercises so at some my my goal generally with people especially people that come in and that, that are sort of into fitness and into training is that eventually you won't need my exercises because you're going to be doing something you're going to be exercising and so the tra- the rehab exercises start to look towards the end of your sort of rehab work with me start to look like training anyway and so then you just train and that's that's the key thing really I then it's just getting back to training i have noticed yeah. that yeah a lot of the uh, workouts that you've given alice is uh, it does look like a whole training session itself it, it, i there yeah. have been the odd occasion i have joined in and sort of done it with you very good yeah good and um, we do have some questions <laughs> from people um that oh, quite like exciting. to uh yeah have your opinion um one of them, and bear with me, is uh, what would be the best tight neck slash left scap stretch stuff for correcting forward head lean and top T-spine posture? Okay. Um, so I think it sounds like they're asking, they've got tightness in the neck up in here and they're asking how best to stretch it. Um, it there's lots of different ways to do that. But my, I guess my back question to that is why is that tight? Um, you know, is it some stiffness in your thoracic spine? Um, is it stiffness in your neck? 
have you got um, some weakness around the shoulder girdle? Um, so it's really looking at it from a slightly broader sort of approach and um, trying to find out why you've got tightness in, in a certain muscle group because you can stretch it quite nicely. You can, um, the, 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 probably the easiest way is sitting on your hand, same side as, as the problem, um, dropping your head down and then tilting from one side and then sort of looking down underneath your armpit. That's a nice way to stretch it out. But if you stretch something and don't address why it's happened or why it's tight, potentially it just becomes tight again. I use an analogy of um, people lift, like say you've got four people in a corner lifting up a table. If two of them are doing all the work and two of them are not doing anything, the two that are doing the work are going to get tight and tired and fatigued. You can stretch them out as much as you want or, or sort of, you know, poke and prod them as much as you want, unless you address the two other guys on the table, it's not going to change much. Um, so you can stretch it out but also have a look at some other stuff. Look at the thoracic range of movement and look at your shoulder um, stability and the shoulder strength and see if there's anything else there that might need tweaking or looking at. I see, I know all this because uh, my glutes really suffered because they got really, really tight. And then that's why you started building in the the glute rehab as well. Mm. See, I'm all on like... Yeah, you on it. Wizard, a newbie, learning all this new stuff, and it's amazing. Uh, that was from Emma. Thanks, Emma. Um, we've got one saying, "What can everyone do to make her life easier?" I.e., is there a mobility we should all do every day? Oh, that is a good question. Um, the answer is probably if the easiest thing that you can go and do in my is just something you enjoy. Find something that you like doing, whether it's walking, cycling, swimming. Um, doing seated exercises if you move every day doing something that will make my job a lot easier regardless of of where you are in terms of training Um, I think that we sit at computers a lot of us Mm -hmm. including myself for too long me me too Um, and and no matter what you do training wise you know that it's hard to counterbalance the amount that we sit down so if you can get out and go for a walk at lunchtime if you can stay on top of um your movement and and not sitting for long periods of time that's probably the best advice i can give you um find something you like doing and do it um to be more specific so to to answer that question probably a little bit more um is movements in the thoracic spine so if you're sat at a desk a long period of time practice trying to move your thoracic spine so rotating around from side to side reaching up um okay just um on the on a side to a little bit of that so i do like stretching i like yoga would it be best to Mm -hmm. do it in the morning or the evening would you say or doesn't it really matter um it probably doesn't really matter too much but there's, there's quite a bit of research, don't ask me to quote it because I don't know the research names off the top of my head, but there's quite a lot of sort of evidence to suggest, whether it be anecdotal or not, that actually getting up and moving first thing in the morning puts you in a better position for the rest of the day, um, particularly yoga, because you've got the element of mindfulness and meditation as well. And I think that sets us up um, for a better day, hopefully. And the likelihood of you getting up and doing it in the morning is maybe more than after a day at work. So I think if you can get up in the morning and move or get outside first thing in the morning and go for a walk, that is key, in my opinion. And it's a very valid opinion. Uh, When is a niggle not just a a sign of being old? When should it get checked out? (laughs) 
that's a good question. Um, oh, that's a great question. I think I read, I saw something actually the other day that said it was like a meme or something that said, someone had said, Oh, how much pain are you in? And they were like, Oh, just a normal amount of pain. Normal amount of pain is zero pain. So, with that in mind, if you've got a niggle and it doesn't go, so say you have a niggle that lasts for a week or two weeks, but then completely goes fine. You can probably ignore that without any problems if it's a joint problem or, you know, something that you can attribute to something that you've done. If something's persistent and it doesn't change with what you do or um, it really becomes intrusive in terms of stops you doing something that you want to do or you notice it every day, then that's the time to go and sort of get something looked at, I would say. If it stops you being able to do what you'd like to do or or you feel it every time you're doing something. So if you feel your knee every time you walk or go down the stairs, then, then go and have a look. If you feel it once or twice and then it goes after a couple of weeks, probably don't worry about that. Don't worry about it. Um, I need to go get checked out. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> quick one. I have really crunchy knees. So every time I bend, they grind. Do I need to worry about that? It doesn't hurt. It's horrible. <laughs> It doesn't Again, hurt, they just funny. grind. And really common, no. Ah, perfect. So grinding, clicking, clunking, that sort of thing. Um, I tend not to worry about it unless it's an acutely painful creak or crack. There is some, some school of thought that if you've got lots of grinding in the knees, then it might be to do with patella tracking, so how the kneecap sits in the femur and moves up and down. Um, and Could that be done for trauma? Because I did have a bike go into both knees and yeah. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, because you with trauma, you get some, you can get some changes to the cartilage. So it, it certainly could be. I am generally less worried if you don't get pain. Perfect. But if it bothers you, then strengthening is good. Sorry, see, I can just talk. No, it's it's <laughs> wonderful. I, I remember it. at the beginning of our sessions, I used to squat and I'd be like, crunching knees. I'm so sorry. And then my back would crunch them out. I'm so sorry. <laughs> just apologizing <laughs> everyone. Yeah. So we've got... We got one from Sam saying, if I have an injury, should I stop exercising and rest? So completely stop exercising and just rest, um, rest it. No, no. Keep going. Um, that's a short question. That's a short answer. But you can always do something. Don't do something that aggravates the symptoms. Don't do something that makes your pain worse. That doesn't sound sensible. But you can always do something else around it whilst it settles down. Um, so, for example, if you had knee pain on the right side, you could do a load of exercises on the left side. There's actually some evidence to suggest that if you do contralateral exercises, so exercises on the other leg, the leg that you've got a problem with will improve. So that's mm. quite cool. That is. Um, interesting. So do something. You can always do something. You can always find a way to train or exercise, but it just might be around your problem as opposed to just constantly aggravating your problem. I remember when at the depths of my back and I couldn't do anything, I'd just sit there on the sofa, like curling little teeny tiny weights. Just Perfect. sat there yeah. curling. I couldn't Get those endorphins from somewhere. Mm. Uh, I've I've held off this one for the last one. This is the last question that we've got come in because I've seen an Instagram post that you've actually put on your Instagram. And what okay. should we use... Oh, oh, sorry, when should we use a cold compress um, and a heat pad? What's the benefits of both? As this is a controversial question now, isn't it? So the, the person that originally talked about ice was back in the 70s and they said rest ice compression after an injury. They more recently come back and said, yeah, that doesn't, that's not a thing. We don't want to do that anymore. Um, so rice, rice, ice has sort of come out of, of fashion really because 
the reason you get an inflammatory response or the reason you get swelling is because of a, a healing process an inflammatory response and the stuff that is in that healing is can be all good stuff to try and get rid of the cells that have died etc after an injury so we've gone away from doing ice um in an acute setting generally um but ice and heat can be used really really well for pain management so there's this thing called the pain gate theory and it, uh, to summarize it really quickly the um ice and heat goes along the same pathways as certain types of pain the brain can only perceive certain type of pain at, at a time so if you put a heat compress on your brain will feel the heat not the pain so it gives you a, a, a sense or a sense of relief in terms of, of pain management so i think i'd use it for more persistent pain rather than for the old-fashioned or the slightly outdated now getting rid of the inflammation okay that's my question. so i'll get rid of those ice packs that i have in my uh, freezer no ready, you ready can still knees. have them if they work <laughs> if, they still, if it works for you that's the other thing isn't it you can you can go by all the guidance in the whole world but if it works for you you're not going to be causing yourself any damage by using ice as long as you wrap it in a towel and don't get any ice burns. Um, yeah, if it works, it works. If it but works. In, in theory, the, the acute stuff has, has gone out of fashion a bit and probably quite rightly so. Okay. Um, so obviously, you know, we're doing 365 days of workouts. Yes. And it's uh, horrible. Um, do, no, it's not. <laughs> do you have any advice for, for us at all? Like if, if we got injured i guess is there any advice why that do you look at me have? for that i don't know because i say something and keep on talking then i feel like i'm in a hole <laughs> no you, well you're not going to get injured because you're going to have a good plan of what you can do um i think I, I, a bit like i said before like make sure it's something that you actually enjoy doing and mm -hmm. make sure you have some rest days so if those rest days look like um or we'll call them relative rest days because you're going to do 365 days of training. Um, but that could look like a walk as opposed to something more sort of intense. And vary your workouts. Make sure that, you know, you've got some strength training in there. You've got some skills stuff. So um, whatever that, you know, looks like, something skill-based would be, it's more fun as well, isn't it, to learn something new. Um, and yeah, have have days where you just have a good yoga Yoga days and stretch more. days yeah exactly i think a mobility days that's that would be perfect okay. um but just listen to i actually i don't like this phrase but listen to what your body is saying but if something feels achy maybe give that a bit of a rest and move on to something different you've got a whole body to move so plenty of other options excellent and um if somebody would like to possibly use your services how can they get in contact with mm -hmm. yourself um, I'm 3D Physiotherapy on Instagram. And that's probably the best the best one, really, for me. Um, but, yeah. Amazing. I mean, it's absolutely wonderful talking to you. And I could carry on talking to you for hours and hours and hours on end. I don't know, Alice has come back beaming every I time she's... Because I constantly talk. No, it, it's amazing. <laughs> but it's it's not it's not uh, so much talking and it's boring. It's talking and it's you're passionate and it's, it's amazing. It's all this brand new information, for me anyway. I know you've heard it all before. And just the way yeah. you were like, it's not as if it's boring. Like, who ever said anything about boring? No, no, and it's like, because yeah. you're saying, sorry, I talk too much. You're like, it it's be. fine. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm all over it. I could be preachy, but no, I do. I just love it. I think what one of the sort of, you asked about why I do, you know, why I went into what I did is because I'm always asking why, even at school, like, I can't deal with uncertainty. I like to know why. So 
I want to know why the, the knee goes in on this certain position or why we squat this way or why. I'd, so I, yeah, I'd, I'd like to know the whys of everything. And sometimes it, you can't know that and that's frustrating me, but that's why I geek out as much as I can with the body. And then you sit down and work out why until you find out why. Yeah, exactly. There is a why and I, I want to know it. <laughs> yeah. Amazing to uh, talk to you. Thank you ever so much for, for, your, for yeah. your time. Thank you so much for having me. Very nice to see you again. Thanks. Yeah, nice to see you. Hopefully... You're doing well. I'm glad to hear that. Oh, thanks. Well, it's all thanks to you, really. So hopefully I won't have to um, see no. you in a professional way anytime soon, but I know who to speak to. AK Gym and Cafe. Trust the process. I've chosen to support Teckles Animal Sanctuary for this year's challenge. They do amazing work to help support animals in need of finding a new home and a safe place to live. They never put a healthy dog or a cat or any animal down and I think the work that they do is absolutely vital. I care so much about animals uh, so it really means a lot to me that we can support them. If you wish to donate to Teckles Animal Sanctuary please go to our website akgymandcafe.weebly.com and click on the charities page to donate. For more information on Teckles Animal Sanctuary log on to their website www.tecklesanimalsanctuaries.co.uk AK Gym and Cafe Food! My favourite topic along with most people's absolutely love food. Now, food is a massive thing in everyone's life, especially when you're doing um, any sort of challenging, any sort of workout, anything really, isn't it? It's a big part in people's that lives. Phrase in it, abs are made in the kitchen. Really not, is not that I have or want abs. Well, no, this is this is one thing I've noticed. Like January, we started out really, really, really well up until my birthday, and I must admit, I like to celebrate my birthday quite a lot. Um, when we had um, we had pizzas, we had everything else. I think we had uh, dirty fries coming from the chip shop. So yeah, that was my fault. And I think we started introducing bread. Not saying bread is a bad thing. Uh, you should be able to have bread if you want. Um, but I do, I do think we kind of went off the ball a little bit. Our problem is that um, we don't just have bread like once a day because I don't, I don't know if it is because we're vegan or not, but. Um, having bread just makes it a little bit easier because you can just put it in a sandwich. Otherwise, in January, we were having a lot of salads and, you know, like a burger salad or a chicken salad. Whereas in, in February, particularly, we started going back into burger in a bun or something, which isn't which isn't a problem. But it meant that we were having a lot more bread. And I find that doesn't really help my macros, really, because then I've got hardly any protein and, and loads of carbs um, and then it was half term as well. So February was just a little bit more relaxed. Hmm. And th- that's okay in terms of, yeah, like you say, we um, burger in a bun. Then we had like um, avocado and toast on the same day. Whereas um, I think what would help us and um, would suit us more is if we had just burger in the bun or avocado on toast. I think yeah. that would have been much, much better. But um, we did or you did start sort of counting the calories. Um, some people like it. Some people hate it. I'm not so much counting them as like tracking where my macros are coming from, really. That's the thing that I'm trying to do. Like, I think for me, because I want to see progress with the workouts, the main way I'm going to do that is get enough protein. So we've started having um, clear protein, haven't Mm. we? Um, Which is uh, protein that you can mix with water. 
Um, so it makes for, it's a lot less than a protein shake, but still helps getting the protein in for me particularly. Um, and it's just being a little bit more mindful of what we're eating and when. Like I keep on seeing Charlie's um, from CB Nutrition's posts about, you know, sometimes you starve yourself all day to have a treat at the supper and then you end up binging. And that's kind of tend to be how I work rather than splitting up a meal sensibly so just trying to have a more positive attitude towards food because otherwise I feel if I don't eat well and I think you probably find this as well yeah my, my energy levels crash out I'm just knackered and I'm wondering if that um had something to do with why not why I had the cold but why I didn't recover as quickly as I wanted to well, that and you're not really having any rust days probably didn't help. No, that probably didn't help. Um, so, yeah, we, we're, we're going back to what we sort of did in January because we we enjoyed our food. We had pizza. I love pizza. And, it, yeah, some of the new recipes that we were trying was absolutely amazing. Uh, if you want to see what we eat most days, um, again, it's on our stories of on our Instagrams. Just just uh, search AK Gym and Cafe. But, yeah, it's just one of those things that um, you've got to find out what works for you. and. Yeah. At this point, I think we're fine-tuning what works for us. For me as well, because when we had that well-measured scan and we established that my what I need calorie-wise is um, about 2,000, isn't it? So mm. it, it doesn't take a lot for me to push over that and therefore... I'm with, I'm with you. I'm with you and I feel I feel the same pain. You took me shopping and um, I guess I I don't really clothes shop for myself and I don't really know sizes. I know sizes changing here, there and everywhere. But I didn't like the fact that I was um I went up a size and that's because I just felt comfortable in there. And um going to what I, I thought was my normal size, you could see a little bit of chub there and I just wasn't happy. So that's why that's, I went up. Mm. That's the thing. We were having a chat about this, weren't we? Mm. It's like the mentality of going up a size makes you feel like a failure and that's only an artifact of um shop and sizing and society and all the rest of it and it's like well actually i want to be comfortable in a garment i want to you know not risk the seams bursting and sitting comfortably at desk you get the size that's comfortable for you um and that's why i quite like so i i love a a company um that sell fitness clothing for women and they do their sizes by athlete so athlete name rather than they got all the measurements and stuff um that way you're not thinking oh i need to Go up a size up. I'm, I'm Ali size or I'm um, Stephanie size or something. That's a really nice way of doing it. I didn't know that. Where's that? Uh, Girl. Okay. G-R-R-R-L. Yeah, wow. No, that is really good. And that's a really good way of doing it. Um, For for me, I had to sort of maintain because I'm six foot one. Um, Really, I am big. I'm broad. But um, when I lost a lot of weight, I got down to... I was wearing small sizes and really six foot one guy shouldn't really be wearing not saying that they can't but for me i'm trying to get into my mentality that actually it's okay to be a a large because compared to some other people i am i am a large guy i'm a large guy naturally the problem is that you're broad yeah that's what i mean yeah yeah so whilst the rest of you is small you have a very broad shoulder just one shoulder just one very very broad shoulders uh, and horrendously long arms so Anything that you get in small might fit you, but it means that it has to stretch across your shoulders or it's too short in the arm. So, yeah, it's just a vicious cycle, isn't it? Anyway, let's, let's, 
Let's just... talk about the food that we looked at this month. It is. So we went to Falafel Pod, which is based in Stonehouse. I know they Eastington. In... Is it Eastington? Mm-hmm. Where's that in terms of Stonehouse? Is it just down the road? Just before. Oh, okay. And it's... As you come off the motorway. It's a falafel. Pod. Pod on the side of a street. But they they do go to events as well. And I absolutely love them. And this is what happens when Alice brought some home. Um, right, so I've got this one. So what, what have you got me? You've got the wrap, the falafel wrap. I've got the falafel, falafel pitter. And then vine leaves as well. Oh, yeah. I love the vine leaves. Um, they're just standard vine leaves, really. Um, mm. Nothing really special about them. I'm not sure if they do no. it themselves. Mm. Is there something special about mm-hmm. them? Pomegranate sauce on them. Of course it is, yes. And they are fantastic. But I can't find um, falafel... Well, no, uh, stuff vine leaves really in supermarkets around our area so it's a bit it's of a deli counters one. you need to go to yeah and we don't really have them available no, not um, in our local tesco no which is an issue so minus the foil noise i do apologize let's uh let's get cracking mm. do i like it they, they kind of put that mint sauce that you get from like an indian but I'll tell you what, it's absolutely phenomenal. I like it in the flat um, flatbread as well, um, along with the cabbage. You've got the carrots. You've got basically the salad in there, which I think just ties everything amazingly together. But yours isn't the full-on f- uh, flatbread, is it? Mine's just the pitta. Just the pitta, which is very nicely packed in, if I do say so myself. Um, so the salad, so it obviously comes with a bog standard salad. So hummus, cucumber, white cabbage, carrot, tomatoes, tabbouleh. Oh, that's in the salad bowls, not in ours. Um, pickled mixed veg, pickled red cabbage. Um, so we don't get the mint yogurt, but we have tahini, which is sesame, garlic and lemon. Um, ooh, zoog, which is chili and coriander. And anba, which is fenugreek, mango and turmeric. Um, so we get all of them put on because I'm just like the works every yeah time. exactly and, uh, I'm so glad you did that so I've got the bigger one it's absolutely amazing let's start with the look of it um, nothing special about it I, if oh. I have to say there's nothing special about the look it's just a, a flatbread wrap kind of thing so I am going to actually give it a, a six but then yeah. it's a kind of you, you pick it up from a, a, a pod oh. and then it's wrapped in some tin foil and off you go so it's kind of like a takeaway there's nothing special about it but yeah so look wise for me six what about you yeah so six for the same reason um well oh god i'm dripping everywhere um it just looks like falafel really yeah yeah fair enough what about the smell yeah good like eight eight out of ten. Oh yeah good good <laughs> um i'm starving so this is okay fair you're enough. not gonna get a lot out of me other than munching yeah that's no, fair enough the texture. Now you're just taking another bite. The texture of it. Um, eight. Eight. Uh, I like the crunchiness of even the falafel as well. He's got the because they obviously fry it or do something with it, but it, it seems like fried. Deep fry. Yep. Yeah. So you've got the crunchiness along with the softness of the inner falafel, along with the crunchiness of the fresh salad as well. I'm going to give the texture a nine. Can't okay. complain. What about the flavour then? 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Mouthful of falafel, 10 out of 10. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 9. 9 for me. It's just all of the different things work together so well, like Mm. the mango, the pickledness. Um, Even when you haven't got a mouth of falafel, you've got a mouth of sauce that's just amazing. You know what, because of that, 10. Going into a 10. And the aftertaste. Now, have you actually had a chance to have an aftertaste? 
No, I just been eating. Yeah. What would you give the aftertaste? I need a plate. Um, nine. Nine. Um, aftertaste for me. It's 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 alright. It's up there. I'm gonna give it an eight. An overall enjoyment. Uh, because I'm spilling it everywhere. Like an eight. <laughs> an eight. I'm pretty sure you're gonna go a ten out of ten just for the oh, sheer like crap. mess that you are making. Oh mate, have you seen but, how much carrot I lost there? Yeah, you're kind of just scoffing it in. For me though, I'm gonna give it overall enjoyment. I like it. I'm gonna give it a, a good solid nine. It's there. So where does that leave us in the leader aboard of our uh, well our food leaderboard? At the bottom is Domino's with 91, Falafelpod at 99 in uh, currently third oh, place. Oh my life, I lost another handful. Fat Tony's in second, 107 points, and still at the number one spot is Vegan Bakes with 109. I need a shower. So as we heard, Alice was absolutely hungry that day, so me trying to get anything out of her, um, yeah, she was just scoffing Couldn't it even take a picture of it, could you? Because I would just wolfed it down, got it everywhere. Yeah, it, it came up oh, on our so good. came up on our stories of just like the empty wrapper, um, which Falafel Pond actually um, re- retweeted, reposted. Ah, and uh, the vine leaves, oh, so tasty. I do love them. So we got Domino's in fourth. Falafel Pod in third, Fat Tony's in second, and Vegan Bakes still number one. Does that surprise you? It does a little bit because I love savoury. Yeah. Also pizzas as well. And turns out Vegan Bakes is taking the number one spot. Anyway, thank you ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can tune in and uh, check out our other podcasts on Spotify, on iTunes, on Google Play, basically where you get your podcasts from. Anyway, why not give us a follow on Instagram? It's at AK Gym and Cafe. Join our Facebook group. Again, just search AK Gym and Cafe or just head to our website where you can also donate to our chosen charities. That's Tickles Animal Sanctuary and Swindon and Gloucestershire Mind. Just go onto that website. It's akgymandcafe.weebly.com. Thank you ever so much for listening. See you next time. Bye. AK Gym and Cafe.